0: Hey, coming up on today's podcast, we have a plethora, plethora of information for you about SEMA. we got a little Nikola news. Got some Ford F-150 Lightning news. Got a mailbag to pull some stories out of. And speaking of bags, we told you how you could use a specific Apple product for luggage, and we're gonna get into all that right after this.
1: I got a pretty good dang old idea what's going on. I'll tell you what, man. It'll...
0: A podcast, a show for the masses. And the non-masses, I guess, but we're we're here for everybody. Welcome in. There's say hello to my good friend Keith and co-host over there. Friend and co-host Keith. Keith. I can't even OC. get it right.
1: today. I'm home.
0: <laughs> oh, yes.
1: Oh boy, good to be back, man. Just good to be here. Clark. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Uh yeah. Like we've yeah. joked before many times this is. Jay and, and my scheduled time to hang out. So it's therapy. Thank it's you therapy. for sharing your, uh, your time with us. Uh, thank you for making us part of your lives on a regular basis. And um, uh, yeah, we, we appreciate got, it very much.
0: I got nothing but big thanks for all that. And if you're subscribed to our podcast, thank you. If you're not, make sure you go to uh, com and hit the uh, podcast link button. Make sure you're there and subscribe. We're on every platform, Spotify, Google, Apple, blah, blah, you name it, we're there. And there will be some video segments that no doubt will come out of this podcast. So make sure you run on over to youtube.com forward slash parched of gurus, hit that subscribe button, turn it from red to gray, and make sure you hit that bell for the notifications so you know when they come out. So, make it wow. <laughs> Got some
1: good information today. Hey, um, are you, hmm? you watching any other? Oh man, this is weird. Like, well, I, Yeah,
0: Star Trek. uh, There's a new one
1: uh, that I I saw. Strange New Worlds. Now, Strange New Worlds. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. But you know, what? You know, I'm I'm just saying. Like I'm not not trying to make a big deal of this or anything. But Rebecca Romaine used to be Stamos is in that. I I'm just just saying.
0: Okay, I, I must watch now. I said something to my wife about that after we watched the latest Picard, which, by the way, this last episode of Picard, which is episode 8. Was uh, you're ahead of me, just fair warning. Okay, I'm leaving now. it at yeah. that, but yeah. you're going to really enjoy it. Um, it's getting better and better with every episode. But we were after we stopped, um, what's the other one that comes on right after it or, or runs into it? It's, I have it's, uh, streaming, so I don't... Well, no, it's streaming as well. It's on the Paramount Plus app, uh, streaming app. Well, uh, Discovery is the Discovery. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't started watching oh. it. They're they're like two seasons in, right?
1: Oh no, it's. I think it's four seasons. It Started in two thousand seventeen. Yeah. Holy cow! So I got a lot of catching it's up to you. Really, anyway, you're not going to be able to put it down. I'm going to go ahead and warn you right now. Hmm. Um. Well, you'll that's get, a binger. You'll right? get into the first one, the first episode, which is mm-hmm. like a two parter. It's the pilot. Okay. Yeah. And you're going to be like, Ah, this is interesting, but I'm not i'm not sort of seeing what keith saw and then you're gonna watch by the end of the second episode you're gonna be like oh hell yeah let's go you know right right
0: i'm sure i will be i'm never disappointed with any of that stuff anyway and i you never steer me in the wrong direction with that stuff plus you know i'm a trekkie anyway but um yeah we were watching it the other day like i said just to get um so we could get ahead of it because we have some some family coming in to visit so we're not going to be able to have our normal routine but um then I, I mentioned to her about that we got to start watching it. She says, "Well, let's just kind of wait until the fall when things." I'm like, "Football comes on in the fall." What oh, are you, you talking can't, about? This
1: is like you got it. You can't dude. it, right? Gotta, you got it. Yeah, it's, yeah. So it's that good.
0: I um, will have to check that out, and then of course now the new one, um, yeah. Strange New Worlds, is coming out. So I'm I'm pretty stoked for that one as well. So we'll we'll get we'll get it, and we'll we'll dedicate a podcast specifically uh, to uh, the our Trekkie nerdism.
1: Everybody's um, kind of positioning their own. Um, corner of the streaming world like you know disney has the marvel stuff Mm -hmm. and paramount now has gone all in on star trek they got three or four shows they've got all the like voyager all the original you know tng the next generation i love all that stuff yes and that's that's on paramount okay and then you got um hulu's got their own proprietary. netflix is the one that kind of fell asleep at the wheel you know, that's, why uh, that's why they're raising prices hbo and, and uh, losing and losing uh stream streamers HBO's got the DC universe you know the, new, the yeah. Batman movie that just came out all, all the like DC superheroes and they've got some interesting um TV shows that I'm into just they're a little dark but they're you know they're good and then app you got Apple right Apple's got Snoopy but then they've got Apple just went out and got all the heavy hitters, right? Like, Ted Lasso mm-hmm. is just amazing. Like, that's... Well, yeah, that's
0: that's a great show. I, We we banged through that one real quick, man, and, yeah. and just... I'm, I'm, like, waiting for the next season to yeah. come out on that. Like, I cannot wait. I mean, it's, the cast for that yeah. show, that series, is just... Spot-on perfect I, for, for what it is.
1: I think I'm going to have to pull out... Now, I, I'll give you guys a little bit of a spoiler alert. I think this happened mm-hmm. in Season 2 of Ted Lasso, so if you're at all concerned about, you know, you haven't seen it yet and you, you don't you don't want to hear what I'm about to say, you just turn the knob down for... Turn the volume down <laughs> for about 20 <laughs> seconds here. I think I'm going to have to pull out... Uh, I'm going to have to do a, a, a lead tasso to to my Little League team. You know, yeah. you know the one where he... Like, yep cuz there yes. it's Jay it's one of the best teams that I've ever coached and they're doing this thing where they're like they don't have to try yeah like they just show up and they're just goofing off and you know what yeah. happens when you do that right like it, yeah. that gets like dangerous like the, mm-hmm. the like a team like teams that have not won any games this season start threatening to win the ball game absolutely and and, you you got to uh, be careful. So, yeah.
0: so you say you have a really good team this year. Huh? They're
1: great attitudes, man. You can't. You yeah. can. You can draft for ability, mm-hmm. but the one thing that you, it's very difficult to to pick kids based on their attitudes if you don't know them. Now, kids that I've coached before, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you know their attitudes. But there's always a group of kids that are new. Right, that moved here, whatever. And there's always, you know, several dozen of those. And you've you've got to you got to tread that water carefully because I've had Certainly. weird deals with parents where I I had a guy one year, and he was like, "Hey man, why don't you why don't you start my kid at shortstop more?" And I was like, uh, "Your kid that's played a total of three games ever right. in we're, little league, and you yeah, think he should be the star defensive player of the team? Three games? Yeah, yeah. We're trying to win here." And you, you know, well, it's not even about winning. I don't want the kid getting well, hurt. You know.
0: Well, yeah, I get that too. And the other thing is, though, is that it, it takes time to develop skills, yeah. and and you know, but but a lot of it is on on the individual child as yeah. well, the kid. So if they want
1: to do the work, if they're going to push themselves, or you get the other ones that you know we've had before, where you know they're flying the bird to the coach, and
0: it's fun, man. <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah. well. You know, we we need more people like you out there, Keith, because you know, and I commend you for that. Um, that takes you know, you're raising your own hey. family,
1: just but, like I tell the parents, man. <laughs> you want me to scream at your kids for a couple hours and make them run while I have snacks at the end? Hey, you know? bring That's, them on, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a life
0: lesson, man, and I think that you're a very uh, you're very well suited for that. Um, you know, it's it's hard developing children man i mean you you know that you're you're raising your own family i i've raised two myself and it's hard you never know you just hope something sticks man thanks. you know
1: yeah thanks for the compliment jay I, I appreciate that we we the coaches have a thing going on uh we all know it's sort of an un unspoken you don't coach your own kid like if mm-hmm. if, if your kid has an it, why am i not you know why am i not batting first or why am i not pitching or why am i it's right. like go talk to one of the other coaches right go, sure the coach's kid never wants to listen to his own dad. Mm. Yeah, it's, I, I, I remember those days when I was on
0: Little League. Yeah, I never wanted to listen to my dad, even when he wasn't coaching. You know, yeah. So there you go. I, I really never wanted to listen to it, but now I do. It's it's that it's that hindsight thing, isn't that the old story? You know, like when you when you've gotten older and stuff. It, the old saying is, isn't it amazing? The older you get, the smarter your parents yeah. become. Yeah, and that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true, man. You know, I mean, for for reasons we know, but you know, it is what it is. But anyway, so um, great. Glad you're having good good time with your uh, um, off time uh, coaching uh, little league baseball. That's great. It's uh, the heart of the season. Things are on fire in Major League Baseball right now. I think I, do, of,
1: I, think I do more heavy drinking this time of year than ever. <laughs> Parents, man. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, okay. But you were, yeah, I digress. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, it's that time of year where, you know, Major League Baseball is starting to get really exciting. Um, you're starting to see what the, uh, the, the pitching core for, for most of these teams are going to do. Um, some of the strategies are starting to kind of shape, shape up. And, and um, I'm excited for the season. Uh, me, I'm a Braves fan. You, you knew that. I know you're a St. Louis fan. Yeah. But living up in the Pacific Northwest, I have become a Mariner fan. And um, the Mariners look look like they they have some potential this season. So we we'll, we shall see.
1: If you got an hour to kill, go on Netflix and watch the Battered Bastards of Baseball. Yeah, you were telling me about it's, that. Uh, it's it's Pacific Northwest based. Um, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell. It's it's Kurt Russell's in it. Um, right. It's fascinating. Wow, it's not that long. Yeah, you know. So
0: let's talk a little bit of um, let's talk SEMA real quick. Okay, Uh, wanted to let everybody know, and this is this is part of our news segment, guys. That we always live. It's part of our news segment that we always like to kind of get into some interesting stories. Uh, For you guys, Uh, we have we have a few, um, but we we also not that they're interesting or interesting, however you would like to pronounce that um, stories. uh, It more or less informative for our industry and Keith and I go through and we'll pick news topics and and, uh, agree on them. And uh, we felt that right now it's appropriate because we are big fans of SEMA. It's it's one of our favorite things to do every year. Uh, It's going to be happening November one through four this year. Uh, in Las Vegas at the uh, the convention
1: center, Las Vegas Convention Center. All right, now wait a minute, wait a minute. I have an important point of clarification here. Okay, okay. Because you you said something to me, and I I listened. I sometimes do that. And uh, you said we're gonna you're gonna have to get there on Halloween. Yeah. And so the actual first day of the show it is November one. Okay. It wasn't that the same as last year. Was it like the second? Was the second? yeah it was second uh, the second, it was the second. Yeah, so uh, like that, they yeah. do the kickoff the night before, which will be Halloween, and we typically get in the you that, ha, you kind of have to like you, you don't want to be coming in the morning of the, the first day of the show mm-hmm. getting off a plane and trying to get all no no not not as media right uh, you, you got to get all your stuff set up, you got to line up what stories you're going to do, where you're going to go and all that so we will be we will be there on Halloween yes
0: right? we will. We will be.
1: I think we need to figure out because this is a once every what six years because you got leap year in there, right? Once every six years thing, right? Halloween, um, correct happens right while we're in Vegas. We have got to do something like live stream or oh, I'm all for it. And I was going to make a mention to you when we
0: have our business meeting on this, which by the way, everybody, welcome into our world and our. Our conversation here that we're currently having on our <laughs> podcast, which is known as the Counter Show. Uh, and if you are subscribed, thank you so much. Um, we're we're growing exponentially. If you aren't subscribed and you just happen to, you know, stumble upon us, thank you for listening and please subscribe. Um, but we go to Vegas every year and we have these 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 fun things. So I think as part of our 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 next agenda, our mm-hmm. meeting, we should focus on. What day we're going to get in? My recommendation right. is we get in the day before we normally do, okay. so that we can work through all of the uh, the bugs. That way, we're set well, place gotta, on Halloween. Yeah,
1: I got to get the co- I got to get the you know the costume out of the you know costume vault, and you know that takes you know.
0: I say yeah. we go as. Um, uh, you know some some star wars uh, Rick and Morty
1: Yeah, okay. Here we go. You guys I want to hear some comments. Now now it's yeah. uh yeah. What
0: should we yeah? What should Keith and Jay dress up
1: as in costume? How for Halloween, right? For Halloween in in so, Las Vegas. So, okay, but you were about to make a point about okay, so you I stopped you at the show starts November 1st,
0: okay? Starts November 1. Um and uh we we will be there we're excited about it and what we do know is that they have already started to take registrations from exhibitors as well as media personnel and we are going to be signing up for that again getting our credentials and getting ready for that show so stay tuned everybody as information becomes available of who might be showing up what exciting things might be there but it's SEMA time in Vegas, guys, and we're going to continue to bring you the information as it comes. And what we turned up, though, here's what's interesting about this particular piece of news. Um, you you found this, I think, mm-hmm. or did I find it? Um, you found it, I believe. Um, apparently, um, Ford and Honda, as it was reported, and you're right, the the headline for this story is just really kind of uh deceiving well it will. was basically
1: like ford's pulled out of sima or something right like that, and right? honda honda and ford and two it, big it was like you know come on man i mean i know it's clickbait but that's a big deal so right so okay everybody let me just let me frame this for you it would be easier if you go back and you watch any, we have a SEMA playlist. It's at the end of every video that we've released in the past three months. Is that SEMA v, uh, playlist? Mm-hmm. You can pretty much look at just just go look at one of the Ford, like Bronco or the Illuminator, or whatever, and look at the amount of space that Ford takes up at SEMA. The presence, the presence yeah. that they command. I mean, would, um, probably there. the biggest presence there. I think so. I mean, if you um, factor in the whole outdoor thing they did this time with the Broncos. Right. The Broncos. Then they
0: they participated in the Hoonigan uh, yeah. side of that as well. They had well. the Mustang be- drift. They had the Mustang. Yeah, all that stuff. Absolutely. Um, you had Bronco Mountain. You had the the Mustang mm-hmm. drift uh, experience, and then the Hoonigan experience. All that stuff out in the parking lot. And so, so where we're going with this, guys, is Ford and Honda both made an announcement that they are they are not going to be They will be at the show, but they will not be at that level. Um, Ford explained that in their decision to do this, they said that they are now refining their approach to the annual SEMA show to better reach and highlight how customers Mm -hmm. can personalize their Ford vehicles today and tomorrow. Our new approach showcases our winning portfolio of cars, trucks, and SUVs, and the comprehensive catalog of Ford performance parts and accessories that customers can purchase online from their local Ford dealer. Um, They go on to say that they'll still have a presence there, Mm -hmm. uh, but instead of our traditional displays, which guys, if you go back and watch all of our previous years in November, you can go November 2019, 2020 of course was virtual, and in 2021 last year, uh, tons of videos. And like Keith said, it's in the, um, the SEMA playlist. You'll see how big of a presence those guys had there. Uh, but uh, instead of their traditional displays, they look forward to showcasing their winning portfolio of vehicles vehicles in select displays at the show and digitally online, and they will share more details closer to SEMA. Now, we Keith and I will do our due diligence. We will also share this information with you, our listeners, as this information becomes available, and be prepared because whatever... Is there guarantee you the parts kind of gurus, Keith and I will be covering that baby? Uh, as hopefully, you know, do you think that you know maybe Jay Leno might just show up in one of their smaller booths? Maybe I don't think he can a,
1: stay away, like he's there yeah, every he's year like, for, I mean, somebody. he'll probably
0: be, be there, period, for, right. for any reason. Um, but let me just let me let me th- this is something that was also said. Uh, Due to a change in corporate strategy, Ford and Honda will not be displaying Mm -hmm. at the 2022 SEMA show. Now, Honda says, now they didn't mention anything about Acura. So we'll see if Acura is there, which would be cool to see if that 2023, what is it, an NSX is supposed to be potentially there. I I would love to see that if it is. And if it is, again, we'll we'll bring it to you. Um, And again, uh, SEMA goes on to say that they appreciate their longtime support. And while many of us are going to miss their participation at this year's show, we're excited to see the show take on a new look in Central Hall. SEMA will continue to collaborate with both Ford and Honda on various SEMA programs, such as tech transfer
1: and measuring sessions in 2022 and beyond. So there you go. All right. So I'm going to – I think I, I, I'm, I'm reading in between the lines here. Let me see if I can translate this f- for our audience. Um First of all, the Honda thing is less of a big deal because Honda right. was back in a corner last year. They didn't have a very big booth. They tried to focus on the overlanding capabilities of a couple of their vehicles. Smart, smart. Because that's where it's at at SEMA. Everybody, mm-hmm. you know, the overland crowd is huge. But they, it was kind of like not, you know. I mean, we we did go back there, but at some point we were kind of like, well, I guess we ought to, you know, at least just say we visited Honda. It's just not that big of a... I don't think it'll be missed as much as Ford will. Nope, nope. I, I don't either. Ford I is agree. huge. Not They are not just right smack dab in the middle of the show floor. Mm. They were also, like we said, outside in various every, places. Everywhere.
0: Yep. Not only that, though, I mean, remember the video. We shot a video, guys. Go check it out on our YouTube channel over at youtube.com forward slash parse county gurus. And it was the Broncos of SEMA that we shot, where yeah. we went around and pointed out every. Single Bronco full size Bronco that we possibly could and still didn't cover all of them, but I think we were up to around 50, weren't we, or something like that? Or
1: oh, it was over, it was more than that, it was
0: in the was 70s, it more than that? I think. yeah. But it was so cool. But so that's how big of a, a presence Ford has. And then in 2019, when the Bronco had not really been revealed yet, Keith and I were looking around at all of the restored Ford Broncos mm-hmm. that were sponsored right. by Ford as well, right? Um, and Jay Leno had revealed uh, uh, an old vintage, um. Ford Bronco at that show, right? You know, which kind of teased we. I th- if you'll go back and listen to that podcast and/or any of those videos, Keith and I, we we thought we got the clues. The clues were being dropped that that Bronco was going to look like the old Bronco. It was going to pay homage to it, and it did. Um, so that was that was pretty cool for that. Well, I- I'm with you. I don't. I- I'm. I wonder what they'll replace outside with. I mean, the kitty rides. I like to call them the kitty rides. That's the, the adult rides that were out there. Wonder what they will
1: well, replace that with. There has been a scramble, and there may still be one going on. You can, you can bet on that. Um, right. So uh, here's what I think. Um, I think even though SEMA is huge, the expense of being an exhibitor is astronomical especially for somebody like ford who takes up so much space and ford is looking at that marketing budget that they're spending at sema every year and they're going we can spend this elsewhere but that's basically what they're saying in that press release we can spend this money elsewhere and get yeah, more need to. results more focused results. How many cars do you think are sold at SEMA? Like, how many because a vendor is there? Automobiles. Now I'm not talking about aftermarket accessories. I'm talking about Ford and GM selling vehicles because they were at SEMA.
0: No,
1: I don't think so. I don't, yeah, I just don't I, don't. I don't think that was. If anything, if if you
0: recall any of the shows that we've attended, and any of the shows that I've attended years prior to us starting this this um, show. Yep. Um. It was always about what else can we sell yeah. you once you've purchased our vehicle. So the add-ons, the accept- yeah. accessories, which was huge. We featured a video on that last year, and, and they may continue to do that, right? I think they will. I think that's what the I think that's the sector that they're going to focus on at that show yep. because
1: that really is what that show is. So, data mining is huge nowadays. Um, data mining is basically you. You know, like Jay jokes, like you go, you you know, you go online and you buy diapers and then, you know, these companies grab your information and they then market to you and they sell your information to other companies about your interests. Um, This is why, you know, the EU tried to pass a law. Now we all have these cookie notices on on websites and they're basically telling you they're grabbing all your information and they can use third-party trackers to follow you around, Jay. Like if you go to Ford.com, they, they, they can continue to follow you after you leave Ford's website to see where else you go and what else you buy. That was just so, so wrong. Now, this isn't a Ford thing. I'm not, I'm not trying no, to this hang is, this on Ford, right? No. It's
0: available information, and they're going to take advantage of it while they can. I can't blame yeah. them.
1: Yeah. So them. Ford is do. they're going to do what Apple did uh, a decade and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going. Hey, man! Uh, there used to be a thing called MacWorld. Do you remember MacWorld? Big I expo do. in San in the San Francisco uh, Bay Area, and they would do they would basically jam all of their big press release events into that one yearly event. Mm-hmm. And Steve Jobs was still around, and at some point he went. We're not doing this anymore. They built their own media relations center. Um they announce what they want when they want to the public. Think about it. How many times have you and I come on here on this very program and talked about did you see the latest Ford like Jim Barley doing some media event, right? Yes.
0: That that happened like a week ago where they and, yeah. we're, and we're gonna get into that a little bit later on here in the show. Yeah. So make sure you stay tuned.
1: So to why that. then spend all the money at SEMA to ch- because it's a captive audience. Those people are there and yes, SEMA is big, but you're gonna reach way more people through your online I mean, you know, if if the COVID lockdowns taught us nothing else, it's that we have an online audience that, you know, we can reach without ever leaving our our homes, right?
0: Yes. I think what you're going to see, and I'm going to say it here first. You can you can mark this down. We'll revisit it with Bert, maybe in a couple of years. I hate to say I told you so. But the SEMA show itself has to change with the changing times. And they're going to have to figure out ways to keep that robust um, for the exhibitors. Right. And it's exhibitors are, are learning. They can create content. They can stream live without having to fly a large group of people and equipment and product yep. to these shows. My thought on this is that Halsema may rectify any issues that they could potentially have from a Ford pulling out or a GM mm-hmm. pulling out would be allowing other than invite only to the show and charge a fee to get in to recoup some of the the uh, financial losses now pRI did that last year um, for the first time in the performance racing industry's
1: show history, and coincidentally they just opened a new that site yeah. <laughs> I'm sure those weren't related. Go ahead. Not at all. But but the,
0: the, the reason why they did this is because of the financial losses that they took by not having that show mm-hmm. during the pandemic. So they offered up memberships, levels of memberships, which I became a PRI member. Now, I was a PRI member by default because I belonged to an organization that was. But once you are no longer with an organization that exhibits, the only way in is through membership. And so I chose to join because I love the Performance Racing Industry show. I love what they do for that sector of our industry. Uh it's very important. Sema is also obviously uh uh in charge or they 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 govern. They are the governing body for the Performance Racing Industry, I do believe. Um so they're they're connected. And I do believe that Sema will learn something from PRI, which is you know buying memberships have a membership only day or we're allowing people to have levels of membership which gets you into specific areas you know almost like disney world back in the day where you could only get on certain rides with the a tickets but boy if you bought right. the e-tickets man you were right. getting on space mountain and all this other stuff right so yeah it's it, the the change is is obvious with sema right now and i think ford Ford has to recognize their own challenges ahead of them, but they also recognize other things that they can focus their 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 um capital on um again, live streaming events. Yeah. They can do this anytime. They can they can have a Sema show any day of the week that they want you know to what, from their headquarters.
1: You know what I think is a win-win. Mm-hmm. I think if 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 I'm on the board of Sema, Right. And I'm trying to solve this problem because this won't be the last time they have to deal with a situation like this. You know, mm-hmm. Ford and Honda are just the two big ones right now. Um, this is what I think I do I focus more on the trend of social media and I start having live stream events and celebrity mix ups and getting social media personalities, maybe like us, or you get like an Adam Carolla or you get, you know, Jay Leno or you get, you know, even some of the younger car live streamers out there like Stradman or whatever, yes. right? And you get them at those events and you're serving both audiences. You're serving the in-person crowd that's there to look, feel, and touch. And you're serving the, you know, the, in this case, the YouTube crowd mm-hmm. that wants to see what it's like to take a ride in that Bronco with a monster truck driver like Todd. But see, nobody live stream. I mean, you know, we did. We covered that stuff. But You know, and maybe that maybe if SEMA's listening, this is an opportunity for us to work together with them, because if you don't do this, the show will die. It will. It's just a matter of time. You've got to get that. You've got to meet the audience where they are. And right now they are on social media. Yes, that
0: absolutely correct, Keith. Uh, Well said. Um, I think that that's why you're also seeing PRI and SEMA both asking for content creators to come in. Yeah. uh, And they feature you. Uh, so it's a changing environment in, in, in the world of, of uh, SEMA and, and performance racing industry, um, more geared towards the online presence, um, and it Are, works.
1: I mean, and they've got some spinoff TV shows, you know, mm-hmm. that they do. Mm-hmm. do. Do some of that stuff there. I mean, it's hard to pull all that off in a week, but, right, you know, do what you can. Film an episode, do something, right? Spe-
0: yes, and speaking of uh, the SEMA board of directors that you had just mentioned, uh, there is an election. Uh, that is uh, coming up uh, for uh, uh, new board members. Um, Someone who I've I've known for a while, I I don't have a personal relationship with him. However, I have um, done business uh, with uh, Norris Marshall, uh, who is um, the owner of Blueprint Engines. And um, this guy is very knowledgeable, obviously, and has has just done so much for the um, production engine rebuilding uh, or engine business in general uh, and has a lot to offer uh, the SEMA organization. So if you're able to vote, make sure you cast your vote for, for now, Morris and good luck with that. You have
1: Morris. to be a member, right? You have to be a SEMA member yes. to vote. Okay. Yes, you do. So there you go. So, you folks out there that are members of SEMA, consider that. Um, you know, I, I looked at the competition there and, uh, uh, you know, I would. Casting a vote for Norris would not be a bad choice.
0: No, not at all. And I'd like to give a thanks to Chuck Lynch for giving us all the information on, on that. And uh, Chuck Lynch, if anybody knows Norris well, it's, it's definitely Chuck over at AERA. And um, uh, he is a huge, huge um, fan of, of uh, Norris as, as well as a good friend of his. So, so good luck to you, Norris. Hope, wish you well with that. So SEMA will be for the better with you. So there you go um on to uh other interesting um uh news uh, here uh, i wanted to talk about <laughs> yeah we had a uh you want to i'm going to get into this with this this um did you hear about this keith uh this poor guy um he
1: drove did you hear about it you talking about the ford yeah uh I didn't. I mean, I, I read what you sent me, but I hadn't heard about it before then. Yeah,
0: so apparently a man in uh, in Florida, um, he had just purchased this thing. It's a 2006 Heritage Edition GT. Uh, f- he, he purchased this thing for, I think he paid $704,000 for this thing at Barrett-Jackson. Uh, this year, like back in April, um, and this was in Boca Raton, Florida, by the way. And again, I have to say this just because this is this is no lie, but only in Florida.
1: Yeah, you know, no, I, I it, it happens well, more in Florida, but it happens other places too. It's Florida, Texas, and California. Yeah, man. those I mean, are the hotbeds of yeah. Right yeah. now, let let's be, but I want to I want to be clear on something here. Yes, this looks like a GT40. It is. So to um, be clear, the Ford GT was the, um, the 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 newer, the more recent release. They didn't correct. go back to the GT40 name. They just called it the Ford GT. Right. This one has that famous orange and powder blue color scheme from Gulf Oil. Right. Yeah,
0: it's the Heritage Edition though. It's a 2006 model. Oh it's well, not then like- it. It is, it, GT, is. it is a GT. It's not a GT4. is a GT. It is a okay. heritage it, edition. Made, but yeah. it
1: looks because of that color scheme, uh, it correct. looks like the GT4. Right. Okay. It's a heritage Got edition. It. Yeah. They, okay. they wanted
0: to pay homage to the, the. So you're good, keen eye, there, my friend. You're absolutely correct about that. But it is paying homage to the to the the old one. So it's it's newer. But the guy was he's a 50 year old guy. His name is Robert uh, Girani. Uh, told cops he lost control after downshifting while leaving his housing development around 6 p.m. Um, he said it led to a
1: head-on collision with a palm tree. Ugh. He says he Damn, was going 35 miles an hour.
0: Yeah, and then he's changed his story a couple times. Um, he said that the crash is caused by. Uh, he did tell him that it was caused by inexperience with a manual transmission. Come on, you don't buy one of these now. This is with inexperience. If it's the
1: GTE, it's a paddle shifter.
0: It's it. It doesn't matter. It's 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 easier in my opinion. Have you have you paddle shifted before?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how you lose control of the steering wheel because of I guess it's possible. I guess it's possible. If you, you know, take your look, hands off the wheel to do
0: He she sh- said there were several issues and we'll get into some of those he he points out, but he did say he he goes, "I don't want people to think I was racing at 90 miles per hour. I was actually going only 35." Um And if he was going 90, the damage would have been much, much more extensive than what it is. So I could definitely see it being a lower speed impact crash, but it was enough to cause airbags to go off and that sort of stuff. But um, uh, he was issued a citation for driving with a suspended license and a warning for operating an unregistered vehicle. Uh, the 50-year-old claims his license suspension was due to an unrelated Department of Motor Vehicles clerical. This guy had an excuse for everything, by the way. Yeah. Then later in the report, he, it wasn't downshifting. He was actually shifting into second. He said it. it was the road was a, a little muddy. The tires were not really that good. I personally think that I wouldn't call it inexperience with shifting, I would say that it's not knowing the vehicle well enough at the time, and he lit the back end up, and it, and it, it unlocked traction, and he, he lost control and hit a yeah. palm tree. Yeah,
1: that's what happened. I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, uh, you could be doing thirty-five, but if you had the pedal down and it took you, you know, a second and a half to get there, that's. Uh,
0: yeah, come on, yeah. Robert. You lit a you rocket, know, it, right? Yeah, you, you did. You, you know, you you let it you let it go, and the ass end got around on you and uh you lost control and you're trying to correct and boom you hit hit a palm tree. And guess what? The palm tree is still there. Looking good. Got a little ding in it, a little flesh wound. Yeah. Uh it'll 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 survive. I see that. So yeah. I would like to officially call this guy um the newest member to our uh world's stupidest uh, uh attempts to drive Man. an exotic vehicle. Yeah. Uh dude you deserve that trophy. So Good luck to you, and uh, hope that seven hundred four thousand uh, dollars was good to you.
1: Oh, I can, I can see the Carfax now,
0: right? Right. right. Has it ever been wrecked? Uh, no, no. Well, yeah, because he's lied about everything else. It, it appears. So there you go. Um, All right, this one is your baby. I what? love this. I absolutely love this little news story. Um, Live. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, luggage. has yeah. to do with luggage, okay. Keith. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah? Yeah. Are you in? Yeah. So Keith is going to... He, he found this and told me about it, and um, this is the... the This guy, he wins the trophy.
1: Okay. So for a lot of reasons, right?
0: Absolutely. Yes.
1: Um, I feel like this guy has joined me in our club, because you're in this club too, of... And this is going to sound so arrogant, but I, 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 I it's—I don't mean it that way. The doing other people's jobs for them club, right. and it's not that I want to. It's—I really don't. I really don't. Like, I wish that people would just—if I'm paying for something, they would do it, and I wouldn't have to be involved. It's—it's mm-hmm. it's that you know I, I get sucked into you know it comes off the rails, and I'm I'm paying for it, and I have to get in to try to get it back on the rails. So. Okay, we've done some videos on Apple AirTags. If you haven't seen them yet, make sure you check out our, our YouTube channel. It's uh, youtube.com forward slash Gurus. If you're watching this on the on that side, you can go back into our channel. I might put a link to it here. We did an AirTag review. We did it with a side shot. These are cool. We did a couple things with them. Uh, we hid one in Jay's car. Jay didn't have any AirTags, and he's like, hey, man, you, you tracking me? And we kind of saw what yeah. would happen. And then we put Sideshot on a plane with one that has Wi-Fi, and I was able to track his flight fairly accurately. It wasn't perfect, but it was close, okay? And there's been all kinds of stories that we've done on this program about people hiding these air tags in new vehicles and whatnot and tracking other people. And look, man, when we went to Disney World, Jay, I put air tags on our luggage that we checked at the airlines. Smart and group. then when we got into the hotels and checked in, I popped the air tags off and I put them in our backpacks. If we were going to carry backpacks in the park, I like hit them down in the in the back just in case. Right. Like you get sure. left on a ride or, you know, you forget it when you're sitting down to eat and get up and leave or whatever. Absolutely. OK. Makes and sense. they're pretty accurate. And these air tags are about $30. You, you can replace the batteries in them, unlike some of the other stuff. Uh, like Tile, and and the and just the beauty of the Apple side of them is that there are so many users with iPhones, and that becomes your search network if you ever lose it. Um, that it it really is the best. Like I did, j- so there's a I've been I'm not sure if I even want to release this video or not, but I had a a wallet tracker as a credit card, mm-hmm. and just to see what would happen, um, I turned it on, marked it as lost, and returned it to Amazon. OK. And it disappeared after I dropped it off at the return facility. It disappeared for almost a month. OK. Now, I'm, hmm. I'm here in Nashville, right? Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. A month later, and I, I'd given up. I'm like, well, I was going to turn this into a video and we were going to track it every day and all that. A month later, I get a ping. And This was a pebble was the brand. And it said, uh, your lost item has been found. It's in Kent, Washington. How about that? So for the next week and a half, I got pings very close to where you are of where this thing was. And I still can't figure out to this day, like, if it was a resale shop or if somebody else, like, if it got returned and somebody else bought it used or I I don't know. And then it just, I don't know if the battery ran out or what, it just stopped reporting. Air tags, completely different story. Like, the minute those things, you're probably not going to go an hour or two without getting a ping off of it. Right. Cuz there's so many people with iPhones, right? Yeah. So, okay. So so to this story I, iPads whatever. I whatever, mean, if you're anything with it, iOS. It, that's right. If it
0: even if it's close to someone with an iOS it, anywhere in the close proximity, it's going to it'll ping off that. Okay. So, so back so, by the way, back in August of 21 is when we did the AirTag chase. Okay.
1: There you go. From
0: yeah. in the air uh when um SideShot uh was the participant for yeah, the light. Yeah. yeah. Flew home with it. Yeah. August the twenty one. Catch that video guys. Um
1: he talked his mom into paying for Wi Fi on the flight. He was like, we gotta track you know, I gotta I gotta have it, mom. <laughs> like so we can, you know, track you never mind the fact that other people's iPhones would have done the tracking for him, but you know
0: I miss our little guru. We need, Con we gotta, we need to get
1: him back on. I am going to change on. his name to kanjob Uh Con job. anyway. Um okay so this guy Put some tags in his luggage. They were in South Africa, flying home to the UK. Um, this was last month in April. And they did a couple stop- stopovers. They were in Abu Dhabi. They went to Frankfurt. Okay. and um, The airline
0: is Aer Lingus, by the way.
1: Okay. And thank you. And they had to change the route. Uh, there was some health issues or whatever. And all of that, not necessarily unusual. That stuff happens, right? But didn't get all of his luggage when they eventually got home and the airline basically said it's lost we're, we're working on it we'll get it back to you and the, the guy pulled up an Apple's find my app and he basically started tracking his luggage and as the story goes he had a couple different conversations with the airline each time uh, I think emails were exchanged and I, you know the airline responded they were trying to help him out but never produced his luggage so at some at some point, this guy Jay had just had enough, and he's like, "I, I'm looking at where they are right here." So he made a PowerPoint peasant presentation, um, took screenshots of the locations of the luggage, and they're they're pretty specific. Did you watch? Did yeah. you
0: watch the PowerPoint? Yeah, yeah. it was fantastic. Is yeah. there a way that we can add a link to this? I story will or see whatever? what I can do. Yeah, that's yeah. It, um, because guys, I'm telling you, it's worth. It's worth getting over to our podcast specifically just to watch this. Yeah, Man, it's yeah. hilarious. This guy, he does a fantastic job.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he the, he reached out to the police, told them the bags were stolen. I mean, at this point, you know, if, if it's, you know, weeks go by and you don't have your stuff back, I, I would probably do the same things. Um, and I think he either tweeted at the airline or somehow publicly, like, tagged them and – Connected them with his presentation, and I, we don't know the outcome yet. As of the last I checked, you know he hasn't gotten his bags back. But yes, I honestly, yeah, yeah you call the police and you give them the location and you go, go get my bags, man. Here's a picture of them. The right? tweet
0: was he, he 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 called him out and, and says, "Hi, Aer Lingus. uh perhaps a PowerPoint presentation on the journey you've sent my lost or stolen bag on will help." I've told you multiple times where it is and uh, you're doing nothing about it, this has been a shocking experience with you. And then he, he uh, uploaded his, his, his PowerPoint presentation. And again, it's absolutely hilarious. Yep. I feel for the guy that he's had to go through this, but if he has the technology to present in a PowerPoint presentation how this all went down and tell you exactly where it's at, and it's not his house. Yeah. But he can, he's showing you exactly where it's at,
1: and you still don't have his luggage? Shame on you, Aer Lingus, man. Well, and, you know, this is one of the good uses of social media. Various news organizations have picked up this story and run with it, and Microsoft... <laughs> Microsoft <laughs> tweeted back at him and said, uh, we're giving you PowerPoints for this presentation because PowerPoint is a Microsoft Office product. And, um, you know, they basically gave him an attaboy uh, for his work with PowerPoint.
0: Right. This is this is awesome. And now, so because of situations like this, and you mentioned that I've, I've been through this, I I lost my luggage going and coming from, from China once and uh, was not fun. Um, had no way of tracking it other than relying on the airline to do their due diligence, but it, I finally got it. But this is why there are companies out there that, you you just get you you give them your luggage you take it to their place it's like a UPS but it's just for luggage and it ships it for you that way you, you're pretty much guaranteed not to get lost and it's better tracked but right. people like luggage uh, luggage free ship go um, lugless um, that sort of stuff and now there's even luggage uh, called Monos it's the Apple suitcases uh, yeah yeah luggage. yeah where you, you could, know this, yeah. Yeah so so beca- thank you airlines for losing luggage and out of out of that innovation comes yeah necessity pe- yeah necessity, exactly right so here we are right. we have more right it this goes back to do we have to invent a new now th- something for 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 the well, lack of let me ask you a question because this sure. is
1: this is exactly the point that I wanted to bring. And I, you, what, leave us a comment, everyone. Let us know what your thoughts are. I, I'll I'll pose I'll pose this question to you, Jay. Okay. Um, let's say that Apple partnered with the airlines or somebody. I mean, there's various tracker solutions out there. The, the AirTag thing is just so inexpensive, but you got to change batteries in them every year and all that. And you know, let's just say. For the sake of argument that, you know, when you check your, your luggage at the counter and they slap that that tag on it that it has their code and all that, yes. you know. and Like, they come up with some sort of a radio frequency tag or whatever that they it just embed in that, okay? And let's say it costs you, like, they add a $20 fee per bag to be able to do that, but... You're going to know exactly where that bag is at all times,
0: because I travel internationally.
1: Yeah, that's typically the only
0: times I would check my bags. And, Absolutely.
1: And you could go into their app, like yes. the Southwest or whoever, and yep. it would be like, "Check my luggage," and you could see that, like, it was still at the airport and you weren't, or whatever, yes. right? Yes. Would it be worth it? Would you pay Absolute. the extra money? Yes. To help the airlines solve this problem. One hundred percent. Yes, I would. Okay. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so, but I I think I would be expecting that the airlines would just hide the fees somewhere in the airfare. Like they well, may not be as transparent as you know. They might just they might not say like luggage locator fee. I,
0: I I wouldn't think that it would be twenty bucks per. I think that's excessive, but I mean twelve. You're already fifteen as part of the bag yeah. checking process. Add an additional five bucks or ten bucks yeah. or whatever for, per right. bag for that, or call it a tech technology fee or whatever tracking technology fee sure and aren't there aren't there couriers out there or
1: or um uh
0: freight lines or whatever that also have that type of technology now now
1: usually it's ltl like so it's on tractor trailers Mm -hmm. so amazon does it on their vans and some of the delivery couriers do it on their trucks like fedex ups You, you know but They don't, um, you know, UPS, I've got notifications, like, where I can see occasionally where the driver is, but not, like, minute by minute, okay? Right. But, you know, if we as the customer can see that, or the recipient, the, the company itself, corporate, has to be able to have the location of that vehicle at all times. Now each package inside that vehicle, I don't think we're there yet from a technology standpoint because they've got to be able to embed it in a like label and make it cost effective. But on an airline, for sure, man. I mean, yeah. Well, they're already
0: doing like corrugated packaging that has yeah, that some, in it. Some, some yeah. of them are. Usually, and it's then,
1: bigger stuff though.
0: Yeah, and then I think there's even some some tape, like some shipping tape that has like some sort of. Um, metal metallic device or, or something in it that that you scan it and i don't know there's so much stuff out there technology available if we just utilize it and use it but yeah this was um that that's an eye opener for some people man right um i think that that again we have said to you guys out there all along the many uses of an AirTag, apple AirTag. Uh, go go check out our video and then um Go check out the link on this on this um, <laughs> PowerPoint presentation and yeah, don't be that guy.
1: I mean, don't. but as usual, you know, we this is why I'm just humbly asking you guys. We did this. What did you say, Jay? Last August. Yeah. Um, you know, we tend to be ahead of the curve on this stuff. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, and you will get all these these great content ideas for your stuff before they become mainstream. I'm not saying we broke this. Sp- Actually, I am saying we broke the Ford Illuminator story months before everybody else. But you know what? Who's counting, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ooh, we
0: man. Um, all right, now for the now for the uh, the beloved mailbag segment that we have. <laughs> mailbag. What's in the bag? Look, if you make it on this segment, is um, it a badge of honor? It's a badge of honor in some way. We we appreciate. We encourage you guys to leave comments. In fact, Keith is working on a a um, a voice messaging uh service on our website that we don't have up yet. We'll let you know as soon as it it is to where you can leave comments. uh, uh, through a, a, an audio message, and we'll we'll you know make sure you leave your name and all that sort of stuff, or you know that way we can we can bring you on the show. And and um, when you get picked, there is some either inspiring comments that have been made or not so inspiring comments, and and we wanna we wanna tackle those. So thanks for your comments, everybody. And we're just gonna dive right into this thing. Um, we put out a video. March of this year, 2022, end of March, I think it's was like March 18 is when it came out. It was the new United States Postal Service mail truck will not be an EV. Um, you know the story. Uh, the Postal Service is, is is moving forward with their, their um, internal combustion engine version of the new, the replacement of the Grumman LLV, uh, which is made by uh, Oshkosh Defense. And it's caused quite a stir in the industry, the mail industry as well. uh, Employees have voiced their opinions, ex-employees have voiced their opinions, and on and on and on. But we have this one individual goes by the handle of Norse the Horse. How you doing Norse the Horse? He says, as a mail carrier, all EVs wouldn't work because the infrastructure is just not in place. For example, at my office, there's already very little room. We would have nowhere to put charging stations. Also, if someone were to forget to plug the thing up the previous day, then we are down a vehicle. Also, battery life just isn't there. We are out on the route sometimes from sunup to sundown. No way they can last that long. All right.
1: Can we pick this apart? absolutely all right what was the first point that he made first point uh was is we don't have the infrastructure go okay um these mail jeeps are we calling them jeeps or mail trucks or what let's call them uh what do you want to call them let's call them mail vehicles (laughs) are they parking these on dirt lots behind the fairground (laughs) do they have parking spots
0: they they should. Yes. Okay.
1: They're not driving them home. This is not a.
0: This is not a patrol car. Not this not a school is not bus. A cru- yeah. It's not a cruiser or school bus, right. right?
1: Jay, have you ever seen? I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here. This is this is hardcore. I'm not sure you're going to be able to answer this one or not. <laughs> have you ever? Have you ever been to a Walmart or a grocery store? Why there's one down the street from you. Oh my goodness! Now, Are you kidding me? The EV charging that they apply in those locations, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They build a whole new infrastructure, like a Co- Carvana hotel, and they use it to power the cars, right? No, it's just a parking spot, man, with a pole. Right? In it,
0: right? Yes. So, okay, where where does that power come from? Perhaps space. they're going to take right. Perhaps they're going to take the hamster off the wheel in the store. And add the uh, the power grid there or something. I don't I don't know. Maybe, all
1: you got to do is have. Do you have lights at your post office? You have electricity. You have to run power to the parking spots that are you're already using to park those trucks in and put them on pulse It's not the okay. It's not the huge undertaking. I don't think that Norse is making it out to be, right? Yeah, right. It's it's not all right. All right. not what?
0: doing? not doing your homework on what it takes to add a plug what? to your already existing
1: power. What 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 was the other? What, give me another okay. one here. Okay.
0: Um Okay, there was be nowhere to put the charging stations is what he says. Yeah. He goes, "What if someone were to forget to plug the thing up the previous okay. day?" Okay. Well,
1: what do you go. say to that? Now you
0: you go. I say to this. Okay, so we all have a job. Yeah. We all have specific tasks that we have to do in a in a day's time right some of us have to drive vehicles and are responsible for those vehicles when we drive them away from our office or our terminal and there's protocol checklists that you go through on a daily basis. It's part of your job. It's called
1: adulting, man. You right. do your so, checklist and you make sure it's done. And if you right. got to plug the freaking thing in at night, you it's no yeah. different than locking the doors when you leave. You add it to, the, what if somebody forgets to lock the doors? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, in, do you have a breakdown protocol if you go to work the next morning and your gas Jeep doesn't start? Like, do you just not work that day? I'm pretty sure no. Exactly. I mean,
0: just the bottom line is, is that this this guy is coming up with every. So far, these are these I are mean, two. You're, you're not going to win with us.
1: Okay. Let's let's okay. have the next one.
0: Okay. This is this is the last one. Um, battery life just isn't there. We are out on the route sometimes from sun up to sundown. No way they can last that long.
1: Well. I, I'll honestly say that's his strongest point, although he's making the that. case that it's an hourly thing and not a distance thing. How right. long you're out on the route doesn't really matter. It's how no.
0: far you go with it. Exactly. And how much load you have on. All of those things factor into how that that battery life will, will perform for you. Yeah. Now,
1: I mean, are these Don't guys forget. doing, they're not doing 300 miles a day, right? Like no. on the routes, most of them no. in the urban areas and are doing 20 miles. Ex- exactly. And let's face it. I, I know that, the, you
0: know, some of these deliveries are, you know, you guys are out more often than you used to be. But you have specific individuals mm-hmm. within at the Postal Service that are running around the Amazon packages, that are running around the um you know the department store stuff that might come uh through uh, uh the US postal service um that's just kind of how it works so you set yourself up for success and you designate specific vehicles for that um as far as the battery life itself goes it won't last that long don't you get like a lunch break or something i mean surely you're not driving for from yeah. sunup to sundown without a uh you know taking a pee break or Right. You know, just going and relax. You know, you, everybody gets a break. Everybody gets. So when you drive it back into the lot, okay. Let me ask you a question, Keith. Yeah. If, if I have an average electric vehicle, EV, battery, battery electric vehicle. Okay. Range, range has been an issue, but we've come a long way. The average range now on most new vehicles are what? Three hundred. Okay. Miles. That's US. a lot of miles to to cover in. Without a load. Without a load in a small radius, yeah. right? It's a lot of miles, right? Okay, so let's just say for argument's sake that you happen to have a late lunch. It's You couldn't get lunch until 1 or 2 in the afternoon. You've been out on the road for, say, 8 hours, 9 hours, and you've covered 200 miles. Okay. Okay? If you do get your break and you get to come back to the office there, Yeah. If you plug the vehicle in into your designated parking spot that has the infrastructure to charge the vehicle, how long would it take to charge that?
1: Well, it wouldn't completely charge it, but it would give you enough to finish your route. And you're probably talking 20 minutes. Hello? Not to mention, uh, government contracts can be made with all the other EV charging locations throughout the town, throughout the city. Uh, That if you didn't want to go back to have lunch, if you wanted to go to McDonald's or wherever, there's charging everywhere. Um, Safeway, uh,
0: Kroger, uh, Publix. It's everywhere. Walmart. um, Walmart has them. Uh, Ford dealership down here has them. Um, Matter of fact, what is the app? There's an app out there. Oh, there's it's just, multiple it's, apps.
1: It's yeah, chart you know charging station. Fire. Well, the easiest one is Google Maps. Like if you just you can put it in there and it'll show you. But yeah, there yeah, are so, specific apps.
0: I mean, it's kind of like pulling into a gas station, right? That you know you don't have a designated gas station at your at your place, right? Right. Well, I don't. No, so then but, you choose into your yeah. designated. You know, you choose go to your designated place of you know just wherever you might yeah, go get gas top it um, off right hey i hear bp and uh shell are 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 uh, adding yeah. um charging stations to their gas stations so yeah as I think are got, some yeah.
1: states in the rust belt i think we have this one solved it's not so, that it's yeah. the whole like it's never gonna work thing that argument died five it's, years ago
0: it really did so norse the horse thank you for that um we understand your concern I just think that maybe you ought to be a little more open to change. Um, however, it does sound like that you're not going to have to worry
1: about it anyway. So there you go. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Your All turn. Right. Batter up. Yeah. So I'm going to make this one quick. Now, I will say, guys, um, we do, I do, I love criticism. Uh, I try to qualify it. There's things that we get in the comments that are just so bizarre that you're like, yeah, there's, there's no way that's real um but then there's some you get and you're like oh it's a good point like thank you for you know pointing that out could have done that differently or whatever uh like there was one i'll give you an example jay where you did the uh the the, the hyundai seat panel repair and you get some guy going well that's going to break again because it's electric so what you do is you just rip the whole seat out and you put a manual one in problem solved Right, It's like, <laughs> right. yeah, it's not really a solution for most people. They just no. want to fix that plastic panel on their seat, right? Exactly. So we got a guy. Um, I'm going to pull this up because I, I took his comments to heart because uh, I wanted to see if maybe. Well, I will preface that while you're, while you're yeah. finding that.
0: I will say this, that Keith is absolutely correct. Keith and I always take everything very seriously when we put efforts into a DIY video. There are some times when we may miss something and we we welcome your comments for that and we'll be glad to comment on it and and you know adjust for that. Um but some of the stuff <laughs> um yeah. it takes a little bit of like paying attention to something or like just pff, watching.
1: Or not being drunk, stoned, or you know, whatever, whatever. you're doing. Yeah. So, so go ahead. Uh Okay, so Jerry Calvert says... Now, this is... I did a video on an RV King cellular booster. It does LTE. It does Wi-Fi signal boosting and cellular signal boosting. And it's it's, it's multiple parts. One of them is designed to go on the roof of the RV. The other one goes inside the coach. And it's designed to basically help you stay connected in areas that have fringe coverage. Okay? So Jerry says... Uh, okay, so I, I came up with a way to mount the roof portion to the roof of the rv without drilling holes and there's nothing wrong with drilling holes in the roof of an rv if you know what you're doing but you do introduce the possibility for more leaks if you put a hole in it so if you can avoid drilling holes i always prefer that as my first course of action so what i did is i used some roof repair tape which is like i swear you could like you know hang a 30 pound person to the wall a small child with this stuff and they couldn't get out of it (laughs) it's so sticky right it's like grippers yeah it is man i mean it's like you better be careful when you put it down because if you don't get it down right you can't pull it back up and reset it you can't you can get it off but you're gonna have to use like a solvent or heat gun or something like that and it's just just get it right the first time so it's roof repair tape that's made to go over the all it's the same material that the roof is made of so what I did is I used that adhesive to stick down the antenna that goes on the roof. Well, Jerry says he went by the mounting tape too quick to get the name of it before he moved on. So I thought, did I? Maybe I did. So I pulled the video up. Look, I'm going to just see if I, can, if I can put this in the video here. Uh, and let's see. All right, let me get to the spot here. I watched that video,
0: by the way. Again, after yeah. you, after we saw this comment, yeah, I, I'm just
1: okay. Now, I'm gonna, but I'm going to give this guy, I'm going to give this guy a, you know, all the credibility, all the, you know, I'm going to give him a fair chance here to make his point. Okay, so at five minutes and forty three seconds in, uh, I show the product. Now I'm going to start counting. Oh, we got an ad coming up. Hang on. Oh, let it play. We need to keep getting paid, dude. (laughs) All right, now here we go. Okay, here we go. One, two, three, four, five. I can still see the name. Six, seven, eight, nine. Still see the name. Ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Still see the name. Still see the box full. Fourteen. Now it's out of shot. Fourteen seconds, Jay. And that's not to mention that you can slow down YouTube or use the pause button. Okay, what, what, what feature was
0: that that, that that comes on videos that I'm not aware it's a, of? It's
1: two little straight up and down lines that looks like this. You click it, and everything and stops.
0: It, oh, wow. Imagine that, where you can stop it <laughs> and actually see the still picture. You 14
1: seconds to pick a spot to hit that little secret pause button.
0: Oh, go back to sleep, man.
1: <laughs> 14 really? seconds. That was a and great video, I guarantee video, you, Thank you. I guarantee you, if I would have left it on there longer, people would have complained that I took too long.
0: Right, like, cause, yeah, cause we're too slow when we try to explain things. We take too much time when we're showing you stuff. Oh, jeez, 14 really? Seconds. Okay. Well, well, thank you, dude, uh, for pointing that out and how um, how horribly terrible we are at at pointing I'll things out in the video. I'll do yeah, better. Please, please, Keith, you, you got to clean your act up. Out. All right. All yeah, right. Last gonna, one. It. Okay. Last one. Um, this is regarding our Ford Illuminator crate. Uh, engine, crate motor video that we did prior to the SEMA show in 2021. This came out in September of 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, So for those of you who haven't seen it, I highly recommend you do. It's an interesting video. Uh, That's over at youtube.com forward slash Parks County Gurus. It's really good. We got a lot of comments on it. It's actually one of our best performing videos we've ever done. It still continues to to bring us some love. So thank you guys for watching that. Um, So when this thing came out, we talked about it in that video that it can be used for many things. And then when we went to SEMA, Jay Leno, of course, at the Ford booth, reveals the uh, all-electric um, Ford F one hundred, all-electric that was using the the Ford Illuminator motors, and then I think the interior was designed based and and using all of the Mustang Machi interior so it had all of the user interface and and touch we've got
1: several videos where you get a full look at that truck uh Mm -hmm. on our channel one was at SEMA. one was at pri jay actually got to get in it at pri yes
0: yes absolutely so now this comes from um a comment that left by uh, ed nolan he says it's nice they are doing this however if there's no way to mount it in my classic car the typical home garage DIYer like myself doesn't have the skills and tools to custom design mounting systems. Okay. Before we go any further, can you please bring up the boomhauer click click
1: click thing? You mean this you one? That one? Yeah. yeah, you mean this one right here? Yeah, yeah man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man. You just go on there and point and click, get yeah, in there and talk about www.com you got naked chicks on there, man. You go click 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 click. click. It's real easy, man.
0: Uh, what Boomhauer was saying there is that um, Ed, you bring up a valid point. First of all, I don't know what your your classic car is, um, but as with any customization, I think the word customization kind of you know might ring to the to the. Th- there might need to be some sort of modifications done, and well, yes, you may not have the ability to do it at
1: home. There's some assumed knowledge there too. Let's not right. go past that if. Let, let's just pick a random car here. Let's say he's got a
0: 57
1: Packard. Chevy. Oh, you want to yeah, go Packard? Let's go Packard. Okay. Go Packard. Yeah. okay. So um, you're not going to find probably if you have to replace the engine, because that's what we're talking about here, right, is engine replacement. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not valve adjustments, not a timing belt, not oil pan, not manifold. Full engine replacement. Con- conversion. Okay. If it's electric, yeah, a conversion. Yep. You're not going to find the original, probably, the original Packard engine to go back in there. And even if you could, you probably wouldn't do it because by today's standards, it's a dog. It's way underpowered. You would put a crate engine in it to get all the benefits that modern technology affords you. Even an internal combustion engine, the modern engine would be the way to go. Why would you spend that much time and effort and money to go put the original? I mean, people are doing it with DeLoreans from the '80s all the time. You don't put back the original engine that was in them; you put something no. better in it, right? Right, right, absolutely. Old Corvettes, old Camaros, no different, right? So right. this assumed knowledge that like you're just going to be able to walk into like what AutoZone and buy a crate motor and it's just going to drop right into the you know Packard. Right. Yeah. Bullshit, man.
0: <laughs> There's no <laughs> right, absolutely. No and that's way. the point I'm trying to make here is that, and, and I, you know, giving Ed the benefit of the doubt that he's not conceding in his mind that it's possible. And but what he's saying is that, well, I'm, I just can't, not the average DIYer can't just customize this. Well, that's true for any right. modification, that's why there are custom shops around that will do it for you. So that's my point. Yeah. Go to the Internet, man. Uh, listen to Boomhauer's advice and just click all <laughs> click, over click, the click, place. Click, click. Yeah. Right, because that's what you're going to have to do. We continue to get these questions on the video that we shot for uh, Wayne uh, Bickley, who had the converted Corvette with one of these in it. And um, uh, people want to know, well, how did he do it? How many of this you didn't talk about? Well, of course not. I was interviewing him, not the car. You know, we were just kind of giving the the premise of the story, which was the reason why he converted it was not because he wanted to. Yeah, it's because he got tired of failing
1: emissions in California, so he converted it over to an all electric vehicle. Well, so, and just to be clear here, Wayne, I don't know his technical skills, but I know that he didn't own a machine shop or an engine no. rebuilder shop. He did it on his own. He, he did it at home. Just, he took
0: out he took out the uh, the uh, the internal combustion engine out of it and then just started adding what he needed to make this thing work and it it worked so uh so ed our suggestion is this is to go to google and just google away my friend if you want to know how to get this done or if you want to find people locally that can do it for you i will guarantee you you will find somebody that is doing this near you
1: yeah Um, di wires don't replace any engine no that's just not not, not you know not i mean you anymore. can you can you can yeah if you but, know what you're doing yeah this most is most 90- of the time not yeah. without help
0: this is not a uh you know 70 model chevelle where you're just dropping in a small block chevrolet which is pretty easy which you could do in your backyard with a you know with a come along uh, strapped across a branch of a tree back there you could do that back then but this this day and time it's a different story with modern engines and emission controls and stuff. There's a lot more to it than than that. So yes, the average DIYer.
1: I just I, had I this get graphic that. image of like some dude uh, literally with an engine hanging off a tree. Tree. <laughs> but it happens, man. I yeah, mean, we've all seen stuff like that
0: done in our childhood. Hey, it's yeah. Our good friend Boomhauer, he's done it. I've seen it.
1: Well, I've seen it here. Tell you, yeah. What you well, do you just take them damn old spark plugs out? And then that little hole, you just put a little hole around there, just like Bobby answered. Says it's just like it'd go boom, boom, just like that. <laughs> just like that.
0: That's perfect fitting. So thank you, Ed, for that. It was a good question, a good comment. I get it, but no fears, my friend. There are people out there that can help you out, and you reach out to us again. If 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 you tell us where you're at. Uh, maybe we can refer you to somebody in your area we'll do the research for you so so there you go be be happy to help you out my friend so there you go that, that my friends is the conclusion of our mailbag always fun to have you on board please keep leaving your comments so you will end up in the bag that's nice jay <laughs> i love it Woo-wee. well who's that that's a uh, well doggies. No. that's uh, andy griffith yeah, there you go. So, Barn, um, what are we doing next? We let's we have some really good news topics. We may not be able to get to all of them, but I <laughs> our main stories of the day. Just pick um, something. You go, Nicola.
1: Okay, Nicola is still around, Keith. Yep. Let's talk about Nicola. I didn't see this one coming, and um, I this is. This is, I think it's good for everybody. So surprise, Nicola, like that Nicola with, you know, Trevor Milton doing the whole like thing rolling down the hill and saying that they had a working prototype and and (laughs) finding out later. And then him being like, you know, displaced from the company. And then the GM partnership, which got really hairy for a while. And the Badger pickup truck that I don't know even what ended up with that. I don't know
0: what happened with that. All I see right now on their site is um, I looked at
1: uh, a couple of their big tr- big rigs. Yeah, That's so it. I'd kind of written them off. And just out of nowhere, it would almost appear. They, they have not been idle. Uh, no pun no. intended. They, are, they have started production on their big rig. Um, and they are going to, well, at this rate, based on what Elon Musk told us about Tesla last month, Nikola has beat beaten beaten beat or beaten 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 Tesla to production of a big rig, right? A battery
0: electric vehicle.
1: Yep. So they're doing this in um, in Coolidge, Arizona, I guess. Right? Yeah. uh, Yes. And Um, in fact, the the
0: governor was part of the announcement that they made that they were going to production. Hundred sixty
1: thousand square foot expansion. they're going to open more in the factory. That's a good sign. In 2023, they're going to expand the factory even more. Um, and they're making trucks.
0: So, yeah, they are. So, new CEO Mark Russell said it at, at an event um, where they revealed that they were going to production, he says they have been in a uh, pre-revenue startup for years where everything we spent, uh, we had to raise from investors. Today marks the day when we transition to customer deliveries. We have trucks that we can deliver to customers and get paid for. Uh, we're now going to uh, be a revenue-producing company and will be forever, as what the new CEO says. I
1: mean, this is rising out of the ashes. It was straight up chaos. I, I, it is. I literally, Jay, I did not think mm-hmm. they were going to. I just, I didn't think they would make it.
0: Right. So this is the tray, uh, the Nicola tray, T R E. Mm-hmm. Is what the 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 badged name will be. They have two versions of this. They have a uh, all battery electric, which is this is the one that we're talking about. But they also have a hydrogen uh, fuel cell version of this as well mm-hmm. that they work on that have, hasn't really um, they haven't gone forward where well, they're moving forward with it, but they're not in the market with it yet. And it's very similar. That's very similar to what the Hyundai Exient, uh is, which we also did a video
1: on that. It's been around a while. Uh, September last year, yeah,
0: September of twenty one. We did a video on the Hyundai Hydrogen Wave uh, that that was coming, um, which was uh, the Exeunt. Um, So Nikola is in this market, and it and it, they're coming at a good time. I really do think that this is what that sector of the industry needs, specifically when you're dealing with. uh, over the road type vehicles, uh, freighters. Um, a lot of these, for the most part, though, guys are going to be like local um, uh, type transit type uh, vehicles. Say, port type vehicles that will be able to, uh, unlo- uh, you know, sit out there forever. They won't be idling. So it's that whole new addition of a greener port side, if you will. Seattle's adapted it. Uh, even the um, uh, the the boats, the, the ships, the vessels that come in, they can shut their diesel engines down um, and they're gonna they can plug them in and keep them keep them charged. They're, everybody is working towards that greener port side and this is part of that.
1: Now let's go back to hydrogen for a second. Yes. Okay. This I'm gonna I'm gonna say this guy Mark Russell, who is the current mm-hmm. CEO of Nikola, uh, is a he I think we're going to be talking more about him I do believe because so as well. I don't think you pull something like this off if you aren't worth your salt like this guy is 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 playing on the same level as a Bezos as a possibly an Elon Musk I mean wow this guy so he comes from the steel industry um and he is a big believer in hydrogen fuel cells he is going to push Nikola toward that. Um, he is also because their stock, uh, Nicola's stock, just took off. He is now a billionaire. You know, made that announcement yeah. and bam, right? And and right. that was penny stock, uh, you know, a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been in uh, the current role, I think, since uh, two thousand nineteen, mm-hmm. and he he's older. He was fifty six back then. Um, but, uh, he is apparently a, he's driven and he, I think he has a law degree or at some point in his history, he was a lawyer. So this guy is, he's got that drive. He's got that motor. Yes, he Um, does. And I think, I think this is not going to be, this is what they needed, man. This is maybe the only way they were going to make it through.
0: He realizes that that's the only way that through this, um, uh, you got to start making money. And they've made some changes. Um, I think he says, um, um, along with making battery powered uh, the battery-powered trays in Arizona, Nikola will also make the truck for European customers starting next year at a production line. Uh, it's set up at an Iveco plant in Ulm, Germany, which mm-hmm. completely makes sense. Because Iveco, I think, is actually helping them on the chassis here. Um uh, to some degree, or, or maybe they're cabs—I can't remember what that was—but it says um, uh, that is a complete reverse of what Nicholas' plan was a year ago. They originally thought they might start exporting out of Germany first into the U.S., but as things evolved, um, they don't think they have—they they will have to do that. Uh, you don't make money by moving things across the oceans. So there you go—that that, that testament to him and your point taken there is that he's got his—he's got his. Um, finger on the pulse of how to um, how to attract customers in and how to get bang bang for buck. And, and he is absolutely right. If you can build and export rather than build and import, uh, you're going to make a lot more money.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. And he is he is again with that hydrogen appealing to a global market. We'll see, man. But now they're he is leveraging this company. They have a, a marketable product. That mm-hmm. he can then use to help finance the next phase in hydrogen. So we'll right. see.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I think this is a great move on, on their behalf. So good luck to you guys, Nicola, and um, thanks for coming back out of the woodwork.
1: Yeah. So, so maybe a fitting partner story here, Jay, to this to this Nikola truck scenario is there is a there is a manufacturer of I'm not going to do them justice here, but truck axles among other things. Mm-hmm. And I and I'm 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 a little fond. I've I have a certain fondness for these guys. Okay, right. Um, this is really cool. Like this is forward thinking. This is innovative. This is the exemplary of the things that you and I are big fans of that we always talk about. They're pushing the envelope, right? Indeed. Okay. So uh, a little known company. I'm I'm. It's called SAF Holland. Uh, they're a global company. They mm-hmm. do have facilities here in the United States. Um, and they're just not the automotive name, uh, that, that you hear in the headlines every week. They're more into, um, heavy load type manufacturing. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, they are working on an electric axle now. Oh man, there's so many. Okay. So there's a lot of little cool intricacies to this thing that if, if even half of them, if it partially comes to fruition, it's going to be a game right. changer. Right. Yes, it will be.
0: It will be. And this is why we, we've we talked about the, the, the Nikola battery electric vehicle. Yeah, And so pay attention here, folks.
1: Okay. So first of all, now, there, there, there's an environmental aspect to this. You, you, you know, you may care, you may not care, but I will say this. You know, you, you, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. So for those of you that are out there posting your memes of the lithium mines talking about how battery electric vehicles are harming the planet... Um, when someone makes an attempt to be conscious of that, it's it would be wise of you to embrace that, so that we we basically take a step in the right direction from a sustainability standpoint. So good point. They're saying um, that these axles are rare earth free. Okay. So um, what that means in layman's terms that I understood. Correct me here, Jay. Is they're not doing as much damage to the planet by mining. That you would uh, from something that isn't rare or free, right?
0: Absolutely correct. That is absolutely one hundred percent correct. They their conscience of the environment in building this next um, generation uh, trailer, with in mind that that is the direction that the industry is moving. Yeah. To battery electric, you know, with with the the tesla semi yeah the the nicola uh, nicola trey all these this fits right into the pocket of Yeah but they guys. didn't
1: stop there. They didn't say like, well, we're just going to do, you know, uh a, an electric axle that will work with these battery electric trucks. They said, well, right. wh- what's the whole reason behind this? Let's think another couple mm-hmm. steps down the road and mm-hmm. let's let's build it to reflect those needs too. So this, so the sustainability thing, if I can get that word out, is, is a cool part of it. Now, this is called their – it's a concept right now. It's called the Tracker, T-R-A-K-R, okay? I think I'm saying that right. You are, um, yes. It has a recuperative aspect to it. So if you think about a Tesla – there's different levels of regenerative mode that you can turn on. Basically, the, the higher you set that, the more like assisted braking it does. You can feel it like it, it, it slows mm-hmm. you down faster and mm-hmm. it recovers energy through the axles. So they're putting that on this as well. And here's where that gets really interesting because they're envisioning this being used in like refrigeration trucks and things that need power. Okay. Well, yes. to prevent pulling that power off of the actual truck itself, meaning, you know, that those trucks are probably going to be battery powered, they're building a generator system and a recovery system in the trailer so it yes. can at least partially sustain itself.
0: Right. Which is very similar to some of the things that Airstream has done. They're working on their Airstream yep. EV trailers and then also living vehicles pro EV. We did a video on both of those guys. Um, both of them in 21, 2021, the Airstream EV trailer was in March of 2021. And then the living vehicles pro EV was in, um, October of 21. So go check those out over on our youtube.com, uh, four slash parts kind of gurus for those videos. So this is where this all kind of plays in. So the, the, the refrigerated units, for those of you, what you want to know how important this is specifically for that, is Refrigeration is key to success, and obviously, refrigerated goods—keeping c- goods cold. Groceries. How do you do that? You have to—you have to have a constantly running beer refrigeration. I mean, let's just yes. get right to the heart the of the matter yeah. here, yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, Bert, uh, Bert carried a carried some beer across country. Oh, didn't
1: right, he? I, to say, I told you so. There you go. Right.
0: There you go. Coors, so,
1: if I'm not mistaken.
0: Right. So uh, these these reefer units—they are small diesel engines. Um, yeah, most of them, a, it's if, a generator. Yeah. Right. If you go, if you go look at a refrigerated truck right now on the front of that trailer or refrigerated trailer, I should say, if you look on the front of that trailer, you'll see mounted yeah. on the very top side of that. You'll see the words thermo King and thermo it's a King rectangular, is, it is yeah. a, re- right. They are a, it's a very small diesel, uh, generator that just continuously runs. Yeah. Continuously runs. So this in itself, for the environment's sake, this is a huge step in the right direction, eliminating some of that and stuff. And it's man. quieter. It's right. much quieter. So Can you um, imagine? Hey, speaking of quieter, can you imagine being a truck driver that you have to go sleep? Right? And then you don't have this thing just like oh running. My run, God. running what might are you gonna do? To get like
1: like that's what I love about our R V is when I'm running the generator, it kinda of that white noise, man. That it's, white noise,
0: yeah. yeah. So so this might that might actually drive some people crazy unless yeah. that, of course there's an app for that. So there you go. Yeah. So now,
1: they're, this is a partnership. The generator portion is uh, being done by a company called AEM, which I think stands for Advanced Electric Machines. That's correct. And let's see, there they've this product that we're talking about. That's basically the electric generator is AEM's HDSMR150 so they're they're figuring out a way to make these things work together basically the truck axles are going to transfer power to a temporary battery probably lithium and right. then it will store that battery and the and the generator itself will either pull patter- power off of that or put power back on it yes all for the intent of refrigeration or if you know i mean it's not right. limited to just refrigeration but that's a good application
0: I would have loved to have been in the meeting when um saf approached aem because keith and i that, there had to be some excitement in the room because these guys um they were founded in 2017 mm-hmm. uh, they established a multi-disciplinary team with world-class expertise in design and manufacture um, the ceo's name is uh, james widmer and cto is uh, andy steven Their vision is to design and build the world's most sustainable electric motors for the global automotive and transport industries, to ensure sustainable, efficient, and cost-effective solutions. Holy cow! They pull this
1: off. They're a a, a leader in the in the in the transportation business. Absolutely.
0: That that is why I said if I'm if I am in that meeting for the next decade,
1: yeah, I would be like,
0: this is huge. Yeah, because this is the direction we're going. But most importantly, here is that SAF Holland had the the mind to realize we need to go to somebody who specializes in this to partner with them, and that is again what some of your auto manufacturers have done with some of their onboard technology. Instead of them going, them trying to create it, okay. they're going to go harness the uh, the the technology from someone who's already uh, developing this. Stuff. So so it makes sense.
1: I, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'll, I'll say this in closing on this subject. Um, I think the thing that you're not saying that we both recognize is there is a certain mindset right now in the automotive industry that hates EVs. Yes. And they are willing to – they just want them to go away. And they think they're stupid and they think that it's a bunch of hype and they they may be right. I don't I don't know. Right. Like, I don't know that they're necessarily greener. Okay, when you consider what are you going to do with the batteries? What are you going to do? You know, where does your electricity come from? All those things. I don't know. I'm not an expert on all that. But here's what I do know. They're not going away. It's been mandated in a lot of countries and, and a lot of states here in the United States that we are going in that direction. The automotive manufacturers themselves have said we will be all electric by in GM's case it was what 2030 or 2035? Twenty thirty-five, yeah. So this is not something that you can argue away at this point. It is the equivalent of sticking your head back in the sand. And 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 I just think that's a mistake. And we see a lot of that. You know, we see that in groups where they just basically They're threatened. I get it. Their industry is threatened, but you have to adapt. If you don't adapt, you're going to die. And what they have done here is looked at the, they've looked at the landscape and they've said, how do we stay relevant for the next 10 years? And this is one of those potential opportunities that they have found.
0: This is it. I, I hats off to these guys for doing this. Um, then next thing you know, there's going to be people coming out of the woodwork. They're going to start their st- There'll be more startup companies that are doing the same thing. People talk about this s- stealing your jobs. That's not happening. Jobs are not getting stolen. Jobs are getting created. It's people being innovative and changing with the times. You have to do that to be relevant and this is the finest example of that and so hats off to these guys no doubt and
1: you guys at hot look hey when you get more information if you want to do some sort of a yeah we're we're happy to put you on and we can talk in detail when you can share more information because this is fascinating and i think it is uh, fascinating so we're not the only two people here that think that
0: absolutely so good luck with that guys wow um do we have time for one more, or do we let's need to wrap it. it up? Yep, okay. I know what you, I know. Right. I know what it is. Let's uh, let's get let's to just, it, man. Let's let's get on it, um, guys. Welcome into the. Yes, there is a Ford F one fifty Lightning coming. Wow, um, there was a recent open house um, at Blue Oval City, uh, which was up in somewhere up in Michigan. Um, yeah, it's
1: their uh, it's that historic plant uh, that I can't think of right now, but it's the one that they just renovated. And uh, yeah, it's the it's the Rouge Complex Rouge. there you go. in yeah. in
0: uh, in Michigan. They call it the Electric Vehicle Center, um, not the Blue Oval Center. The Blue Oval Center is going to be the one in Tennessee. That's right. the big. One. Yeah, We're yeah, going to be yeah. uh, pumping out more of these babies. But um, uh, during a kind of an open house event that we spoke of on the last podcast, that occurred. Um, uh CEO Jim Farley made a huge announcement and basically said that um uh the Ford F150 Lightning has now moved into full production.
1: Okay. So, to, so for to, those my, of you, son, to yes. my
0: son real quick check your email.
1: <laughs> All right. So for those of you keeping score, okay? Um Nicola was first or no, not Nicola, sorry. Uh, Lordstown? No, sorry. sorry. Oh, wait a minute. No, it wasn't those guys. Um, Oh, man, I can't believe I just did that. Tesla? no, no. no. It was Rivian. Oh, oh, Rivian. Rivian, that's right. Sorry. All right. (laughs) Now, Ford, we're talking production here. Going (laughs) into production, Ford will be second of the big manufacturers. I'm not talking about the, like, 5-off, 10-off, right? Right. Consumer truck, battery electric vehicle absolutely this is it is GM going to get number three when are they going into production
0: I well the Hummer EV is already in but the, uh, not, ah, not, not, see that's such not a gray full, area though no, you can, they're, it's they're, not they're a not truck full, right they're, they're kind of pre-production vehicles that are going on yeah. they're not in full production yet they've got some plant modifications to make they're going to need to increase some capacities and stuff like that but I do think that, that, that they will be next I don't think Tesla is going to be before GM I think this is how it's going to roll down Rivian was first Ford is is now in, is has now gone into production, mm-hmm. and I do think that GM will be next. Albeit it won't be as it like next month maybe, but it, it's coming. Yeah. Um, but then I do believe that uh, I, I think you'll see Tesla uh, moving into the into the picture here. So here's in, the
1: real question: Who's gonna year, first is, next year. is Tesla gonna beat Stellantis?
0: Right. Ooh, that is a good question.
1: Who's because gonna, you know that's yeah. another one because they. Uh, Stellantis announced that that Ram EV as well right I mean here's the thing as much as we love some of the things that Elon Musk did he started this whole thing right yes he did he did this is again he's he's bookending himself here by being the first guy to announce a truck and the last guy to show up with one that you can buy so I hope that isn't the case he's out there saying ah
0: man these these guys we got enough electric pickup trucks I'll just take my time refine it I'm just going to go buy Twitter
1: yeah you know that's what he's doing you know
0: He's making money elsewhere, but I think this is a huge development for Ford, um, especially the black eye that they have because of uh, the, the Bronco debacles that occurred. And, again, not all that stuff was on them. They had supplier chain issues and still continue to have it. Now they're having engine um, failure issues with they the 27. They seem to be more, yeah.
1: more prevalent than we originally thought. Yes, Absolutely. absolutely.
0: Yeah, it is, so keep your eye on, on recalls on that. But here's the bigger news out of this whole thing. While Ford is going to full production or has gone full production on the Ford F-150 All-Electric Lightning, yep. Um, we mentioned to you in our last podcast in a recent video that we released on our, like like, last end of April, we put it out. It was a patent for a tank turn mode of some sort that Keith and I were scratching our heads just thinking, well, I don't think that it's going to be for potentially specifically for the F-150 Lightning. Maybe, but but it's an F-150 Lightning. What What is it? Would it be a new model coming out or something? I mentioned there could be like an FX4 off-road version of the F-150 Lightning. But CEO Jim Farley just announced that there will be another full-size Ford all-electric pickup truck coming. Um, and it's a big deal. We don't have any other details other than it will be a full-size model.
1: All right, so let's speculate for just a minute. So, uh, and he did say, if I'm not mistaken, that the second one is going to be made at that Blue Oval complex in Tennessee. That is right? correct. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, man, dare I be a smartass here and say people are losing their jobs over these electric vehicles?
0: <laughs> right. Look, how can they be? Look, I mean, th- look, they're they're forecasting the production target for them. Their target is 600,000 battery electric vehicles per year globally by the end of 2023.
1: Somebody's making those things. Okay. All right. Kidding aside, this is what we know. Welcome your comments. If you're watching this on the YouTube side, let us know what you think. Uh, Might be worthy of a revisit soon. So I'm going to give you the specifics from the horse's mouth. This is what Farley himself has told us. It will be a pickup. To me, that means the truck with the bed. Okay? Correct. So technically, and I, I'm a little bit of a purist on this. You haters are going to call me out. I don't consider the Hummer EV a pickup. GM no. kind of tried to position it as one to say we've got an electric pickup, too. It's really not. It's a, It looks a, a, amazing. I don't have anything against it. I just don't want to put it in a truck class. Their Silverado well. EV. Yeah. Their Silverado EV is the truck go you want to go look at how big that Hummer EV is go we did a video on with it right. in, in, From in SEMA, right there yes. yeah mm-hmm. so th- so he says it's going to be a pickup okay well they already have a pickup they have a, a F150 that's very capable what possibly what possible reason would they have could they have for wanting another pickup in it, like another vehicle in that same category in that same class well, he said it's gonna be a brand new platform. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not gonna be like a like an F one fifty lightning with like a you know, suburban shell on it or something like that. Exactly. It's gonna be a new platform. Exactly. Right? It'll be a full size. Mm-hmm. So those of you that went, oh well he's just gonna do a mini version, right? Like he's just gonna do like a Maverick EV. Nope. He says it's gonna be full size, full size platform. To me, that means F one fifty or bigger, right? Exactly. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna kind of lean you down, but Can then we go the Raptor? last one, last one threw me off. He said incredibly high volume. I mean, there's not that they don't make that many Raptors, do they? I mean,
0: no, they don't. But it, what it could be is a fleet vehicle of some sort.
1: Oh, okay. You
0: know? I mean, this could be a a vehicle specifically for fleets. Um, maybe they have a contract that they haven't revealed yet with, say, some sort of government agency of some sort or. Municipalities, the postal service, postal service, dun Maybe. dun dun. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. So, but who knows? I mean, this is a great move on their behalf to kind of reveal that to keep you interested. But the fact that they have a patent for a tank turn,
1: yeah, but you don't also, use tank turn in in fleet vehicles, right? Nope,
0: you don't. But I do believe that an off road vehicle version of 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 some sort is is what's going to be coming because you had the Hummer. You got the you see what it's see yeah. what it's designed for. You have the Rivian, where they focus solely on off-road stuff, right? They they have the camp kitchen in, in that, all yeah. all that stuff. They got the tank turn on that, which isn't working yet. They have it's still to come. I just think that that's what it's going to be. I could be wrong. It's either going to be that something big like an FX4 style package, or it's going to be construction fleet type vehicles with some built-in technology, um, which we said. Um, could could be coming uh or would be coming especially with some of the hybrid uh, vehicles the hybrid F150s that they they've got out there mm-hmm. with those packages um yeah this is exciting for Ford okay. man so let's what do you think?
1: let's take this a step further okay? okay uh let's let's pursue your the off-road variant right it's like so yes. in the spirit of a Rivian or mm-hmm. not that you can't do that with an F150 Lightning but I think we're talking about a purpose-built overland vehicle, more like a Bronco, but an electric, right? Yes. And maybe electric, yes. it has elements of what the Bronco has, but it has a pickup bed in the back. Okay. Right. What do we call it? Ooh. This is what we do here, everybody. Like we come up with these crazy. I. I one day we're going to do a coffee table book on all the. So vehicles the we've Ford made.
0: Raptor, the Ford yeah. Raptor, right? Yeah. Is. Is the is there now gasoline version of an off road you know extreme off road Ford vehicle truck right right
1: right let's call it the E Rex the E Rex I like it I like it yeah okay know, right? yeah the Ford I- E Rex. E Rex would be good. Um it can't be like E Raptor. That's where no. you know it's that's kind of a cop out. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going down the road, and it's probably because of the GM stuff we were doing last week of like, mm-hmm. you know, we well, got the Illuminator crate motor. So I'm thinking light, right? Like light, mm-hmm. like visual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, so what in nature occurs because Ford likes like animals, right? Like, you know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um Mustang being, you know, cobra, right? Like just all, you know, I mean sure. Bronco, right? Okay. Yeah. So um then I'm like, you know, what in nature occurs that has a luminescence? Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, and I'm I'm trying I'm trying to work this angle. I'm thinking Firefly. I'm thinking, you know, yeah, Firefly? but the Firefly
0: Firefly's already been done. I think that was like a Pontiac. Uh, small like Sunbird Firefly back in the '80s, a terrible vehicle, man. So I, okay. I don't think they can take All fire. Right. I mean, Can't they, they might.
1: I, I don't know, but I, I'm thinking, how about Galaxy? Ooh, ooh, because they've already. I was my first vehicle was a Galaxy. Now you know one of the uh, three security questions in my bank account, Jay. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh man, oh man, that thing to, was a yeah. 1970 like giant gunboat in yeah. turd brown. Yeah yeah galaxy well why not right they did it with the maverick that was a car in a previous generation and they turned it into a truck galaxy galaxy huh hmm. all right there you go yeah. everybody it, yeah have fun with that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right wow there Whew. you go
0: okay man wow what a what a great action pack full of information show we've had today um thank you guys for for entertaining us um, We're glad to entertain you. Uh, thank you for subscribing to this channel. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Make sure you tell people to subscribe. Go to parscountaguru.com, Find all the podcast links. Uh, make sure you remember, too, that you can help us out a little bit by doing a little shopping through Amazon. On our homepage of our website at partskindaguru.com, you'll see an Amazon icon up there. Just If you're ready to shop and buy something, just hit that. It takes you right over and you just sign right into your account. We don't know anything about all of that. It's just a hand-holding situation where we lead you into the front door of Amazon, and whatever you purchase, as long as you put it in your your, uh, shopping cart and buy it within 24 hours, I think Keith and I get a little bit of love for that and every little bit helps, so appreciate that. If you've done that in the past, thank you so much. Continue to do it. any video segment, like we said, that, that may come from this will be over on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Guru. Make sure you're subscribed. If not, get subscribed and ring that bell for notifications. Um, also, we're over on social medias at uh, facebook.com forward slash partscountagurus. We're at instagram.com, which is uh, The Parts kind of Gurus. We're on Twitter. Our handle on Twitter is at Show. And we got a few little fun things coming around called audio bursts that we're going to be uh, dropping a little uh, little segments here and there just so you guys can get a little taster of what might be coming down the pike or from this particular show. And if you like that, it might interest you enough to clicking and watching or listening to the whole thing. So thanks very much for all of that. Keith, man, it's always good to be with you on the show. I love every minute of it. My therapy session is now over. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, I'm look I'm looking forward to uh to, to making something out of myself for the remainder of the week.
1: Uh so, so um before we get on with that, I've got one from FDR. Now um if you if you're not sure if you need something inspirational, Jay, dead presidents are typically a good place to look. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> for many reasons. And that money, right? Like what he's on yes. what, the dime though, so that's not as I, you know I, th- I think so, yeah. It's yeah. not it's not the huge payoff that you would like, you know, get off of a you know <laughs> Right. Yeah, anyway, the other I Roosevelt, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah, other, T- yeah. Teddy Roosevelt's on something too, right? Isn't he on like uh, a he's like a
0: fifty or something. 50. Yeah. Yeah. Wow,
1: sense. he got the FDR got the raw end of the deal getting the ten cent, man. Okay. So
0: <laughs>
1: I mean <laughs> yes. the, I think you would well, I don't know though. You're more now, now I've wandered off off down a rabbit hole, but uh do you wanna be on a higher denomination if you have your choice, or do you wanna be on one that's more frequently seen?
0: I want one that's on. I don't necessarily need a higher nomination. I want to be on one that's been seen.
1: Yeah, like a like a dollar bill or you know
0: ten. Yeah, or I mean 20. George Washington, man. He's he's he's. Yeah. I mean the, the the founder of our. Yeah. You know.
1: You know what I mean? So there you go. Number one for a reason. <laughs> yeah.
0: Ulysses S. Grant, by the way, is is the fifty. Uh, okay. Is the fifty. Yeah. Ben Ben Franklin obviously is on. Not on a president. The 100. On the hundred. Thomas yep. Jefferson on the two dollar bill. Abraham Lincoln on the five. We knew that. Alexander Hamilton. And the penny.
1: So Lincoln 10. got both.
0: Yeah, penny. Yeah, yeah. Look at that, President Jefferson Roosevelt is on the dime, like you said. Yeah, uh, JFK on the half dollar. Um, yeah, Sacagawea on, and her infant son, John the
1: Baptist, uh, on the dollar. The dollar coin. There you dollar go. Dollar coin. Yeah, little, knew that. All wizard. right. So FDR, Mister Ten Cent, said it's not sufficient just to want. You've got to act. Ask yourself. I almost said ask yourself. You let me <laughs> let me. <laughs> now you've to, okay. All right, everybody, here we go. It's not sufficient just to want. You've got to ask yourself, what are you going to do to get the things you want?
0: Mm. I know what I'm going to do, Keith. What about you, buddy? Uh,
1: I'm going to dinner. For my pal Jay over there, I'm Keith. We will see you on the next one. Thanks, everybody.
0: Take care.